the Carolina Hurricanes finally know their Eastern Conference final schedule. We will talk about that today along with the playoffs as a whole and the Carolina season as a whole with one Sarah Sivian in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis. I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Schnitker. And today we finally have the long-awaited Locked on Hurricanes debut of Sarah Sivian. The woman, the myth, the legend <laughs> is finally here. How are you doing today, guys? Stop I'm it. I'm doing wonderful. I'm wonderful too. Andrew, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, everybody. I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's yes, good to I see know. you. Yes. And, you know, one thing that a lot of folks are talking about now is, you know, we know the conference finals. It's Carolina, Florida, it's Dallas, Vegas, and Vegas is the northernmost team in the conference final, which is wild. And a lot of hockey traditionalists and elitists are, you know, going in on this and not happy about it, Sarah. What are your thoughts on these uh, traditionalists and what they're having to say? It's funny you ask that because I was a minute late to this podcast because I was finishing writing a story about it. I just think it's ridiculous and so hypocritical. If you want to be a hater, just be a hater. People saying it's bad for the league is BS. It's growing the game by giving – in the end of the day, it's like, yes, I understand the argument that a ticket in Toronto, one singular ticket might be $800. Meanwhile, a ticket in – Florida will be 200, but Florida has one of the biggest arenas. This is just for example, has one of the biggest arenas in the league. And that's going to bring in more fans that wouldn't have previously gone. And then they're going to become lifelong fans that are going to keep going. And the Toronto fans are going to go regardless. So you're adding more fans to this. And when it comes to TV ratings, people are, have to be joking when they act like they care about this, but if they do really care about it, why don't you focus on, ESPN putting on Edmonton versus Vegas at 10 p.m. Like, why are we harping on small markets? Like, I, I just don't understand how this is bad for the league. I think you see it every year with Buffalo. They never make the playoffs, and they're always watching regardless. So diehard hockey fans are going to watch. Why aren't we wanting to bring new people in? You're just trying to gatekeep. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that kind of just speaks to the whole issue of hockey culture as a whole of, you know, the, these people that have this mindset of like, well, no, it, it's for us. It's not for you. It's it's yep. we, we have hockey. That That's it. Yeah, it's like, just say that then. I'm just sick of people saying, oh, it's about a scrow. It's about the salary cap. Um, first of all, it's embarrassing if that's about the salary cap. Like, is the league really that weak? Yes. And we need to fix that. And it's not going to be by rigging it so that the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> get into the cup final. Well, no, but remember, it's rigged so the smaller markets can get in. Yeah, it's just also, oh, and I thought it was rigged so the first overall went to a big market, right? It's like everybody's just saying these things that are so contradictory that don't even make sense. And I also want to point out that, like, when we talk about Canadian teams not having, this is the 30th year in a row that they're not going to win a Stanley Cup, there's only seven Canadian teams. Like, it's uh, mathematically, that actually makes sense. So it's like the way these narratives come about they're so lazy yeah it, it's very frustrating and then you know if you know, every if these smaller markets are succeeding that's bringing more eyes to the hurricanes the panthers 
Vegas, Dallas, all that. And then they're going to see these teams in the bigger markets like Toronto, the New York teams, and all those. And then they're going to watch those. It's going to raise everyone up. And it just makes no sense at all. Raise up. That's on PD Pablo. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Speaking of raise up, the uh, the Hurricanes have been kind of raising up through the years here, these last four or five years that they've been in the playoffs. Um, do you feel like the Hurricanes, you know, in getting here to this point where they are this year, have kind of gone through that typical process of like, it's a cliche, but you have to learn to lose before you learn to win. We saw it with the Lightning. We saw it with the Avs. Do you feel like, you know, injuries notwithstanding that they've been able to get through so far that it's kind of their time. Like they've been through that process and now they're here trying to get it done. It's just interesting because I think the hurricanes are a different case than anything else, just because they have the depth and they have such a unique system and they have Rod Brindamore. And that's just such a unique thing to begin with. They don't have this like number one, they have three goaltenders, right? Where you're like, who's going to be, I mean, I think Anderson is probably, I don't know. I, I was impressed with him last series, but it's just, any guy can step in. So it's not the matter of, uh, I mean, I guess you could say Sebastian Ajo could be the Nathan McKinnon, right? Where it's like, oh, is he going to finally go off or whatever? But I don't even think that's necessary. I just think, yeah, the experience helps, but then there's so much turnover with this roster too. And obviously Spetsnikov is unfortunately a non-factor here that, I mean, maybe it will be like, oh, they get, I don't even know, but. I actually don't know. That's like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I feel like if you look at what they've been through the past since that first conference final run, like losing to Boston in the bubble, losing to Tampa, the whole thing last year of not winning a road game and not, you know, getting blown out in that game seven against the Rangers, I feel like. I feel like there is an argument to be made for like the core veteran guys that are here and have been through all that, that that's kind of you know, that experience is helping them now. Yeah, yeah I agree there. Uh, I feel like, you know, they've, they, they obviously know what it's like to win in the playoffs, you know, cause they've won playoff series, but they also know what it's like to lose. And they know that frustration and they're sick of it. Plain and simple. They're tired of, you know, uh, the second round exits and they've gotten over that hump. And now I feel like, you know, obviously Boston, you know, they're the, the big dog, you know, everyone's thinking they're going to win it. They ain't here no more. And it feels like, you know, the Hurricanes, they see that and they're like, now's our time. Why yeah, not us? That's such a good point because last year, I remember Brad Marchand said, like, it was going to be one of us coming out of that playoff run and whoever won that game seven was going to go really, really far eventually. And then this year it was like, okay, well, they aren't even here to play the Hurricanes. So it really is, it feels like the Hurricanes for the taking, honestly. And people kept doubting them. Because why wouldn't you when you think about the star players that were out, but it's just a testament really to the system they've built and that experience. Yeah. And you know, obviously, oh, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. I was just going to say now that the hurricanes have gotten, you know, to this point where they haven't been since 2019, what do you kind of feel like it is that this hurricanes team has that maybe, you know, the past couple of years teams didn't have. Play, maybe playing worse teams. I think that actually does, but that 
is what happens when you win them. That's the prize for winning the Metro, right? Like you get to play worse teams. I thought the Islanders did not have what it takes whatsoever to stack up to the Hurricanes. But I'll also say I'm Jordan Martinook. I don't know what he's on. Sometimes it is a little bit of like the hard work paying off. And I think maybe they're not always the most fun team, but they've always thrived with this shot suppression. And you can see it during this playoffs. They've had gotten a little grittier not that that's like what matters martin natchez martin natchez has been great i think the five on five play has just been fantastic too and that's mattered more for this playoffs for some reason like power plays have mattered less and have dried up more i Mm -hmm. I think like according to my calculations i don't know how off those are but i think there's a few things that work here and definitely just like you guys said the experience helps yeah, and yeah, you mentioned Jordan Martinuk and uh, Natchez. You know, who have been some standout players on the roster for you this season and postseason as well? I mean, Slavin, and we talk about, I think it gets cliche that, oh, we get it, we get it. Like, he's underrated. We get it, he's good. No, mm-hmm. this year during the playoffs, it's been otherworldly. Like, just the way he's been on for so many goals for and off for goals. Like, he has not been contributing to any goals against which is so hard to do when you have the number two ice time of all players and the way he plays not taking any penalty like he is just on a different level this postseason and he's needed to be and Brent Burns the way he's eating these minutes at what is he 38 has Mm -hmm. been absolutely insane and the timely two goals he's had and he's just a machine he's so fun to watch you can tell he has a special relationship with Rod that has been really fun too um chatfield has impressed me just like the defensive core has been really good as always Mm -hmm. but it's always had to be um who else i mean obviously martinuk has been a little fun little story yeah and natchez i just have always been waiting for him to break out and this year was just really great for him yeah and speaking of martin natchez he had a phenomenal bounce back year this year compared to last year uh what do you feel is the catalyst behind him having such a good freaking year this year i think time patience and Mm -hmm. giving him confidence because remember when he was promised he could go to the nhl and then they put him back at the ahl because to let his contract slide for a year and they can say Mm -hmm. all the time that they didn't do that that's why they did that obviously come on and you can't blame them for that i wish they wouldn't lie about that but that's that's the truth and Mm -hmm. i think it messed with his head i think the contract year messed with his head because he didn't get off to the start that he wanted to for his career and i think he's been more comfortable playing center his whole life. And usually you think a player would be fine playing wing, but for him, he's such a playmaker that it actually got in his head about scoring goals and stuff. But then just having a coach like Rod Brindamore, who kind of instills trust in you and having, okay, the pressure of the contract off, I think really did help him become this player. We all knew he could be. And I'm so happy for him now because he is such a great kid. Yeah, and you mentioned Rod Brendamore and what he brings to the table, and we will dive into what you think he brings to the table right after this quick break. Now, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. 
forget the planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So if you end up getting off of work and you don't know you're going to be off, you want to go to a Hurricanes game, you can go to the Hurricanes game with game time. Get exclusive flash deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. If you want to go to the Eastern Conference Final Game 1, you can use that code LOCKEDONNHL to get that $20 off. So download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, diving back into Rod Brendamore and just what he brings to the table. Why don't you take the reins on this one, Andrew? Yeah, um, Sarah, you had said something, or I think it was a tweet, actually, around the trade deadline about wanting Rod Brindamore to win a cup more than anyone. What is it about him and, you know, who he is and what he's done for this team? Because, you know, we've talked a lot about this in the past week with his five-year anniversary and just the daily interactions that you had with him when you were here that make you feel that way about him. Yeah, I just love this guy. It's so fun, like, just to put it plainly, and it's so much more than just on the ice. You can tell just the way he is has rubbed off on this franchise in every single way. It's like every single successful moment they've had, he has been a part of. I know there's so many stats about that. Like, the stats associated with him in winning and this franchise are literally just comical. Like, there's no other bigger connection um, he's the reason there is still hockey here, if you ask me. And I, I think he just cares about everything he does day in and day out. He does things the right way and he makes people around him want to be better on and off the ice. And I like I just think about people come here and they have a career year and it's like they haven't needed that one star. And when you say star, there's this whole debate in Hurricanes land and the rest of the national media, right? Where it's like, what is a star? For me, when I think the Hurricanes don't have a star, I consider Aho and Svechnikov stars, but they are never in like the top five or 10 in scoring. So when I think about that, I'm like, who are all the franchises that have those players? And Sometimes they don't always succeed, but imagine like if the Hurricanes had a Connor McDavid or something, but mm-hmm. they don't, and they don't make excuses for it, but the stars work harder than any other star in the league really has to, and they don't complain about it, and that is part of Rod Brindamore. Yeah, I think we had the conversation about a week ago that if you look at what he did as a player and as a coach for the Hurricanes, you can make an argument that there's very few if any people in the last two decades or so who have had more of an impact on one franchise than Rod Brindamore has on the Hurricanes. I completely agree. He was the captain during the 2006 only cup that they have. And mm-hmm. he played so much time on ice during that whole run when he was older and had all these consequential moments and goals during that run and comes back now every single year He's been at the helm. They have qualified for the playoffs. He mm-hmm. like it literally the list just goes on and there's no you can't 
think of anybody. I cannot think of anybody else who has been that important to a franchise, especially when you think of it's a small market and it's not going to stay afloat without the right people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, they're you look at everything he did to the player. They got to do two Stanley Cup finals with him, one in 06. Then he transitioned, you know, uh, into front office and coaching. And then he has brought this team back to relevancy. And it is just insane just how much of an impact he has had on this franchise and you know andrew said and we all know he would hate it but if there was going to be a statue out front of pnc arena it would be rod brendamore i'm gonna build it <laughs> my parents <laughs> um i think the answers that you've already given kind of answer this question but You've tra- you moved before the start of this year from directly covering the Hurricanes into working for you know a national outlet, more covering the league as a whole. But do you feel like because of your experiences here and the connections you made, you know, with the team and obviously you know the great connection you made with the fan base, that you still follow and connect with the Hurricanes maybe more than most of the other teams in the league? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And stepping away and taking more of a national view on things, I can definitely see that. I'm like, I definitely gravitate towards the Canes more. And I think the fan base is so special. And I know there people think I'm not, just because I said I'm not a fan of the team, that just means I have to keep it professional. But I think it says more about how much I respect and loved my time there that I still take stock and and I try to keep it as professional as possible so that I can show the rest of the world, the hockey world, like what the hurricanes objectively have to offer without acting like a fan, if that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm just saying from an objective standpoint, these people are awesome and hockey in the South is awesome. And I learned a lot when I was there, even if you can't really walk around, you need an Uber. You know what? (laughs) I might die on that hill, but that has nothing to do with how much I love my time. You're not wrong. I know that's the thing. I'm not wrong, but I do. I mean, I've, I've, I'm 26. I've lived most of 25 of those years in Raleigh. I will definitively say you are not wrong on that point. Just give us a sidewalk and I would have stayed. Just I wanted yeah, to I know, be with like, my family. It wasn't about the team or the city. I just wanted to be home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, well, unless you're like downtown, downtown, you really ain't walking anywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but man, yeah. It, we obviously all loved your time here. Uh, it, we all, Both of us loved our interactions you know, that we had with you. Uh, you know, <laughs> Even though I always find it funny, like every time we met up, I was dressed like a homeless person in basketball <laughs> shorts, Crocs, and just I was no. not looking professional. And then, of course, we have the Steph Curry autograph uh, on the hockey stick. That was like what the most humbling moment of my career. I'm like, you want me to sign this? Yeah, no, you were, I like you're just in your Adam time. Sandler era. You weren't looking homeless. You were looking Adam Sandler. <laughs> That that's what I'm going to call it now. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, but you know, oh wow, I totally lost my place here. Uh, I'm good. I've got it. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, you mentioned being back home in Boston, and in doing that, you know, you got a chance to cover the Bruins a lot this year because I think you covered you pretty much covered their first round series against Florida um, yeah. directly. I was so there. <laughs> You got a chance to see firsthand, you know, this Panthers team and what they can do. What is it that, you know, allowed them to 
top ultimately topple this giant in the Bruins and what makes them such a dangerous team. Well, Bruins shortcomings aside and Allmark, whatever was going on with him, they're being pretty shady about that. Um, it was the Panthers killer instincts and their ability to pounce on any mistake that the Bruins had made. There was some stat that was like they had nine goals after turnovers and five seconds in their own zone. If that makes sense. Like when the Bruins would turn it over in their own zone, the Panthers would collect the puck and shoot it into the net for a goal nine times. That that was like the story of the series, the way that they just capitalized on these Bruins turnovers. And it's like the Bruins threw it away, but the Panthers took it. And you kind of saw that with the Maple Leafs too. It was like this team just plays desperate, fast hockey. And I mean, it does remind me of the Canes in the same way that like nobody is giving them any respect and that has helped them. Like mm-hmm. we want Florida. Now they have the, we want Florida shirts. It reminds me of the hurricanes run from a few years ago, a bunch of shirts, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just think the way they are so attentive and it's like Sam Bennett is going to give anybody hell. He has been such a killer for this team. And there's just Brandon Montour, his tour de force as I'm calling it. He has just provided the scoring from the back end. So that'll be an interesting battle between like him and Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. What do you and, feel like are the challenges that the Panthers present specifically for the Hurricanes going into this series? I mean, Bobrovsky has, if he is playoff Bob, which he has been, he has the highest odds to win the Conn Smythe. I'm like, wow, in our year of the Lord 2023, anything is really possible. So <laughs> the Hurricanes are going to be able to need to finish against him. Like that's the number one priority here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you mentioned uh, the the Panthers pouncing on mistakes. Uh, was that pun intentional? No, but I can't. I keep saying it, and I can't think of a better word. So we're just rolling with it now. <laughs> I kept said it like a million times on podcasts this week. Uh, you're good. I just like saw that. I, yeah, I, I heard that, and I was just like, you know, with Sarah, yeah, I could see it being intentional, <laughs> but I could also see it not being. Intentional. It's a secret third thing. It's not intentional or non-intentional, but it's just there. <laughs> Yeah, but you talk about you know everything that makes uh, the Panthers dangerous. In your opinion, what will give the Hurricanes the edge over the Panthers? I mean, of course, the depth, the matchup game with Stahl and whomever. And I mean, obviously, the Stahl Kachuk is probably going to be what's happening, and that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Um, Teravainen may be coming back. I mean, I don't want to put too much stock in that, considering he didn't have his best season, and he's coming back after a month of not playing. So that's going to be kind of tough. But it does give them – and he's such a puzzle piece where you can put him in, and then that kind of changes lineups and matchups in the Hurricanes' favor. Um, obviously, Rod Brindamore and his coaching changes – like the, the changes and adjustments he's made have been really good when you think about – I mean, even Foss on the power play, he's had Brindamore's been on top of his game with that. And maybe it's been the one criticism of him in the past that people could make. I think he's really upped his game on that. Um, the X factor is going to be, I mean, what's going to happen in net? That's a little mm-hmm. up in the air to me. So what if that works out? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's going to be a very, very fun series. That's mm-hmm. for darn sure. Uh, but yeah, you, talk about Tavo. Uh, I know Andrew, he had some questions for you about him. Yeah, you kind of touched, Tavo, you Tavo and Andrew's questions that it's still going. <laughs> oh, you remember that. That's yeah, right. That the, story. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the first playoff run. Mm-hmm. 
But you you were also always somebody who had an appreciation for Tavo and what he brought to the table. You know, say you're um you're in your favorite neighborhood sports bar in Boston. You know, people are talking about this series and the subject of Tavo Teravainen comes up and somebody's like, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal with the Hurricanes getting Tavo Teravainen back? What would you tell them about that and what how important that could be for the Hurricanes? It's just so badass to me that as much as he loves and prefers to make a play or a pass, and he genuinely does, he's an even better shooter. So he's such a triple threat with anything he does. He's my favorite player to watch on the penalty kill because he just like, he just has that I don't care about. He's so good, but he doesn't like, if he makes a mistake, he doesn't really care. He just keeps it chugging and then he will just do like the best play you've ever seen in your life. And he and the chemistry with Aho, the way they just can connect for a goal without even thinking about it is just such fun hockey. It's super fun watching those guys play. And, you know, we will continue to talk more about the Eastern Conference final, give our predictions for it, and all of that good stuff right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, multivitamins are super, super important to take. You got to take care of yourself, folks. And a great way to do that is with our next partner, Athletic Greens. It is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. It contains less than one gram of sugar and no GMOs or nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. I personally like to put a little bit of lemon juice in mine and it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations, and third-party testing. And again, taking a multivitamin is really, really important. You want to take care of yourself. And it is important to choose a multivitamin with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do to take care of yourself every single day. And your subscription will come, come, will come with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important because you know, not everyone can get out in the sun all the time. So you want to make sure you're getting all of that good stuff. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, the conference finals are finally here. We actually know the schedule now uh i feel like you know i have more gray in my beard now i've lost more hair uh we've all just aged a hundred years waiting for it but you know now everyone's giving their predictions for this uh conference finals uh whether it's you know the hurricanes panthers whether it's uh stars golden knights but we're here to talk about the hurricanes panthers one and sarah what is your prediction for this series I just feel like these are two teams I've really enjoyed, but at the same time, I've kind of just doubted for whatever reason throughout mm -hmm. the playoffs. So this is difficult. I don't want to doubt either of them, but I do mm -hmm. think at the end of the day, to quote Nino Niederreiter, at the end of the day, I do think the Hurricanes are ready this time. So I'm going to say Hurricanes in seven. 
Hurricanes in seven. Yeah, I, I we still always go back to that Morgan geeky quote at the end of the day. You can't out pizza the hut and <laughs> I, iconic quote. We have never been able to top that. That is why it is still in the show's Twitter bio. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely feeling Hurricanes in seven. Uh, Maniscalco, he was on yesterday. He said same thing. This this series is going the the full way. These teams aren't going to give, aren't going to give the other anything at all. I'm saying Hurricanes in seven. Andrew, what about you? Uh, I'm saying Hurricanes in six. That's probably going to alarm some people because I picked both the Islanders and the Devils, and that worked out for the Hurricanes. Um, mm-hmm. As people on Twitter have very much enjoyed <laughs> letting me know. You know, no one on Twitter ever likes to tell you when you were wrong. But um, yeah, no, I, I like. I think the Hurricanes are ready. They're the more experienced team. Mm-hmm. Florida is certainly not going to be a pushover for all the reasons we talked about. Not your typical eight seed. But I'm going Hurricanes in six. I, I do feel like this is their time. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, why would we keep doubting them? Yeah, and yeah. like Andrew said, I feel their experience here is really going to give them an edge. They've been here. They know what to do. Uh, like we talked about earlier, they know what it's like to lose in the playoffs, and they know what it's like to win in the playoffs. And that's not taking anything away from Florida. You know, they got guys with experience there. I mean, they have our former captain on the team uh you know they know what it they have guys that know what it's like to where's jared they need to call jared up from the checkers like every uh, say, brother right needs here. to line up recreate that photo yeah i know it, it's you, gonna jared. be <laughs> <laughs> i'm the other jared uh but you know uh, it was kind of the thing i felt gave them the edge over the devils uh not taking anything away from the devils they have guys on that roster with playoff experience but just as a whole I don't think they're there yet. And, but again, the Panthers, they've gotten hot at the right time. And regardless of whether it's hockey, football, basketball, team gets hot at the right time. You know, anything can happen. You know, the Chiefs can come away with a couple random Super Bowls. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was your time. I had 20 years. Uh, but, there you know, go. yeah, we, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I, I know. Sure. I always got to throw it in here, though. Uh, but, <laughs> You know, now everyone's giving their Stanley Cup final predictions of the, what they want. I personally want the pulled pork versus brisket Stanley Cup of the Carolina Hurricanes and Dallas Stars. I think that is going to be great for memes. It's going to be so fun. It's going to make the traditionalists mad. It's going to be great. But uh, what Stanley Cup final matchup are you guys wanting the most? Both you, you and Andrew. Well, I want Kane stars just so I can make everybody mad by telling them that Kansas City barbecue is better than both North Carolina barbecue and Texas barbecue. That's what you I'm- are correct in your analysis. Excellent. Great take. I am going to say I can't do central time. I hate it. It throws me off. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. So sorry, Dallas, not doing that. Um, I would lo- I'm going to the cup finals no matter what it is. So I'd love to come back to the hurricanes and make that like, cause it's mm-hmm. all about me, make that a full circle moment, <laughs> and, and actually get to tailgate for once. And mm-hmm. I would like to go to Vegas. So let's do Vegas. All right. So we're both Carolina and Dallas. Sarah is Carolina and Vegas. Now, one thing that we all love what you do on Twitter, you know, with Bleacher Report is you know, the best dressed. Yeah. You know, oh, we're bringing that back tomorrow. So, oh, up. we're bringing it back tomorrow. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. go. You guys uh, are well, just hitting on everything and you don't even know it. Uh, let's we go. go. We're all going to be looking forward to that. But 
Yeah, who have been some of your before we wrap up? Uh, who have been some of your best dressed on the Hurricanes this year? And of course, you know the number one best dressed for the Hurricanes as well. Natchez is a beauty. He brings it every single day. He he loves the pastels and he's a check. So you expect that, right? Like you expect mm-hmm. him to be well-dressed and he's living up to it. Jarvis has had some interesting suits. I like his like NASCAR. Um, I like his little insides of his jacket too. Was that like Golden State the other day? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He had like the sure. interesting. I'm going to have to do my research before I post it tomorrow. But him, obviously Brent Burns is very Brent Burns core. Like he looks like he's about to go hunting and he's himself and his little bow ties. I don't, I mean, I don't love that look, but for any, for Brent Burns, it's Brent Burns. Freddie mm-hmm. Anderson always looks like he's walking out of a Harry Potter movie. So I like that for him. Mm-hmm. And Aho, I like his flow lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drip Tracy. Drip Tracy. There you go. Yes, he, he brought back the red jacket. Uh, hopefully he'll bring it back for the conference final as well. Uh, but yeah, one more question uh, as far as the fashion goes. What was your thoughts on uh, Jarvis's uh, post-game fit from the stadium series where he had his beanie, the pit vipers, the cutoff? That was an absolute vibe. Don't forget the beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Was that during that? Yeah. yeah that thinking about the right thing. That. Yeah. He needs to bring that back for the Eastern Conference. Well, for, I guess, the cup because we take it seriously or whatever. But I I think he is so funny and he has a really good personality. And I'm excited to see that shine through the ECF. Yes. And thank, thank uh, <laughs> Sarah, thank you. For coming on the show today and talking about the Carolina Hurricanes with us. We obviously always enjoy talking to you. Always a pleasure. And where can everyone find you on social media if for whatever reason they are not following you already? S-A-R-A-C-I-V-I-A-A-N. I-A-N. I can't even spell my own last name. That's great. Okay. Uh, it, it's fine. Uh, I had trouble spelling my middle name for longer than I would <laughs> like to admit on this show. Uh, so I feel you on that. Obviously, you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. You can find me on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and Andrew at a schnitt 53 with the Jeff Skinner shout out. So as always, folks, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let's go Canes. <laughs>